Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome into Sox on Tap. I am Johnny Nani, joined today by Tony Marchese and a very special guest, Mr. Jake Berger from the Chicago White Sox. Jake, first of all, it is great to see you, and it is great to have some baseball content in our lives. Yeah, no, it's great to be on here. Um, I love talking baseball, so um, it's cool that that we're, we're getting this opportunity to do this. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate you joining us. And uh, beyond baseball, we've got a really, really cool topic uh, initiative that you started, Burger Bombs, that will be the main focus of today's show. Tony, you were the one that got in touch with Jake regarding this matter. Uh, how excited are you to get to talk to him here? I'm excited to talk to Jake again. Jake, we've spoke once before back on Shy Sox Weekly. Johnny, I think you were, I don't know, don't remember if you were on that episode or not. I was. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's great to have you back on, Jake. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about everything that you've been launching here. And yeah, man, the uh, the fact that we're actually getting to talk about some baseball stuff is just absolutely awesome. I got to do it last night on the Crosstown show with our guy Cody, and we're back here today, Socks on Tap, talking more White Sox-specific stuff. It's great to have you on, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Jake, so first of all, uh, just how is the offseason going for you so far before we really dive into the nitty-gritty here? Yeah, it's going well so far. Um, I'm, I'm living in Nashville again. Um, I have a facility down here, uh, like Brandon Lau, Brent Rooker, uh, Daniel Lynch, um, a lot of guys kind of kind of my age uh, that are working out every single day together. So it's really cool to have that that community. And um, so it, it's going well so far and uh, swing's still there. So that's that's a good thing. Glad to hear that, man. It's uh, it's it's an interesting place that you pick to live in, though. Nashville, not not one of my favorite places in the world, and I, we're gonna have to go there. You're a big Blackhawks fan, aren't you, Jake? What what are you doing down in Nashville? <laughs> I mean, I would love to live in Chicago if they had a facility like this. The uh, no, it's good because I get to watch them um, more than than I would have um, anywhere else. So that's good. Like in division, and um, the Coyotes switched over, obviously too. So. Uh, that's a team I went to all the time when I was I was rehabbing, went to a lot of games. So it's cool to have both of those teams uh, come into Nashville two or three times a year. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I was going to say, you're also getting out of the cold a little bit, but then I was like, wait, they just had snow. Yeah, and, I was, you know, I was down ice this past week. So I was, I was just I, down there a week is, ago and it was freezing. It's, yeah, <laughs> it is actually kind of wild because like, I grew up in St. Louis. So like you're used to the snow, you're used to snow plows. Yeah, you might get a day off for here or there, but for school, but the, the whole city just shuts down here. There, there's no snow plows. There's there's really nothing. And so everybody that's driving on the road during it is definitely a northerner, and I was one of those. Um, but it's uh, it's funny watching the uh, southerners down here try, try and drive through that. 
Yeah, so is that like a tea work uh, in the garage kind of day when nobody can go anywhere? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hop on the Peloton, do some Peloton yoga, you know, <laughs> hit some balls into the snow. That's, that's about it. Throw the ball for my dog. Uh, get the arm care in as well. Right, right. Yeah, you got you to do that. But overall, though, uh, weather did a little bit nicer, obviously, than it is back here uh, in Chicago. Uh, we've gotten, you know, some Arctic blasts uh, as of late. So uh, be thankful. Uh, it's a little bit warmer down there. Um, sure. I, I think we're about ready to you jump right into this, Jake. Uh, tell us about Burger Bombs. You posted the video to social media, blew up. Everybody wants to know what it's about, and we are no different. So you, the floor is yours. Yeah, so I've been thinking about this for a really long time. Uh, probably dates back to March 2020 when I first sent out that tweet about what I had been dealing with uh, to White Sox Twitter and, and everybody on Twitter. Um, and the outpour I got from that tweet, just people thanking me for posting it or people saying they've had similar battles or somebody's going through it right now. It was just kind of overwhelming in a sense of there was just so many people that, that it touched. And after after seeing that and, and recognizing that I do have a platform where I can push this forward and, and I can end the stigma on mental health, uh, that's, that's kind of when I decided, okay, now how do we do it? Uh, and obviously the last year and a half has kind of been a whirlwind for me in a collegiate league uh, last summer and went to the alt site, went to instructs, then rolled right into the season. So there, I really haven't had that much time to really, really dive into this. So uh, finally, this offseason, I've had some time to uh, to get my thoughts, to surround myself with a really good team. I have a really good friend that uh, runs a marketing company, and, and my girlfriend runs a tech company. So it's it's really cool to have them two kind of by my side, able to uh, push push everything through with me. Because uh, I'll tell you what, I, I don't know how to run a website by myself. So um, it, it's really cool to have a good team. But the... The Burger Bombs is it's it's going to be a community. Um, I really want it to be a place that people can come to and, and meet people and, and somewhere that that people can come to if they are in need or or need some sort of help. So that's that's the basis of the community. The five week mini series that I talked about in the video, it's it's going to be stuff pertaining to what I used in my routine to get through my mental health battle. Uh, so. It, it, it's an acronym and it's bombs, the, the portion of burger bombs, it's bombs and it's be open. So be able to talk about it, you know, be, have friends, have family members, uh, people that, that you can reach out to, to talk about what you've been dealing with and what you've been struggling with. Um, so that's going to be one week of just strictly content on being open. Um, week two is going to be open a book. I, I think, Opening a book is something that that a lot of us in this techno technological age, like we forget about. And being able to turn off all of your screens, open up a book, and just you and the book—it's a form of meditation, in my opinion. And um, I, I think you learn a lot from that. Um, then week three is going to be meditation. Uh, that's something that I use to this day. I use it on the baseball field. I, I use it every single day, and it, it really helps me collect my thoughts. Um, it, it's kind of one of those weird taboo topics because I, I know more people are talking about it um but anytime you mention meditation some people are like no way i'm gonna do that but once they try it they they love it um so it's gonna be a week on that the next week's gonna be be active um i lost 30 pounds um in my comeback journey and um i, I think being active and I, I was pelotoning i was walking outside swimming outside stuff that, that gets your heart rate up outdoors kind of 
it, it gives you this like these endorphins that that just make you feel better and and realize there's there's more to life than uh, whatever you're doing, you know. So um, that's the fourth week, and then the fifth week is set a routine. I still use that in and out of season, and I basically just write down a list of what I have to do, what time every single day right before I go to bed um, for the next day, and I think that quells uh, anxiety a little bit with like all right, where do I need to be next? And now I just have it on a piece of paper and I, I can just go down the list and uh, d- decide, you know what, like the, the routine set. So I'm going to, I'm going to follow the schedule and that's it. So that's, that's a five weeks. And then after that, uh, we're going to release the website I've been working on. That's going to have a podcast on it with a special co-host. Um, we're going to have like YouTube clips and videos. We're going to have blog posts from me and, and a lot of other people, a lot of other teammates that I've had that have dealt with, with mental health uh, battles. And then um, also it'll have like apparel and different stuff like that. So I'm really excited for it. And like, this is just the beginning, like the video said. That's awesome, man. I, I'm, I'm really happy to, to hear that you've conquered those demons and and now you're putting this to, to good work, Jake. I mean, that's awesome. And uh, you, you brought up something there that, you know, you just found the time to to start to do this. I mean, I think a lot of people forget you, you were just coming off of some major surgery, some rehab and, and getting into the major leagues this past season, uh, you know, to accomplish all that in one year, that's, that's been a pretty wild year for you, Jake. So um, really, really awesome stuff that you're doing there. So first question, man, like wh- what's the outreach from, from your teammates and, and even just people around the league uh, who've seen this to you? It's been, it's been huge. I mean, I've had a lot of my buddies reach out to me. A lot of, a lot of guys I don't know in the league reach out to me and just say like, keep using your platform for this. This is really cool. Uh, something that we all need and so many people in so many different industries, not just baseball that are reaching out and saying, whatever you need, I I'm here to help. So it's been really cool seeing all these professionals and in, in different sports and, and like physical therapy and like doctors and just psychiatrists, all these people reaching out and saying like, whatever you need, like I have the resources for you. And so it's been, honestly, it's been uh, overwhelming a little bit in the sense of like happiness for me and like realizing like, okay, this is, I'm on the right track here. So um, it's, it's really cool seeing that outreach. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Jake, uh, you talked about a little bit, um, you know, the mini series is going to kick things off. Uh, what's the format going to be for that? What's the setup? Where can people find it? Uh, let the people know. Um, it'll be on my personals on, on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it's Burgatron 13. Um, that's, that's kind of where I want to start it and then hopefully like grow, grow my other pages to the point where I can strictly just post on that. Awesome stuff. Are you going to be doing anything live or all just, uh, pre-recorded Jake. Um, I, the plan is to have a live Instagram where people can come in and ask questions about the topics throughout the mini series. Um, that that's kind of the first portion of it. Um, haven't really thought past the five weeks in terms of live. Cause obviously we're getting into season time. Um, and that's obviously my first job. So uh, I got to focus on the baseball. And um, so at that point, it'll be more pre-records and uh, different stuff. But then obviously next offseason, they'll kick back into gear with uh, live stuff. And I, like part of it is me just kind of showing who I am and what I do on a daily routine. So like maybe in season, I do have some live stuff where it's like, okay, this is what I do on my off days or stuff like that, um, where people can come in and, and follow along. So um, I haven't really thought past it into season because – first priority baseball, but um, 
definitely going to be posting content throughout the season as well. Awesome. And then uh, regards to the website, I know you said that's dropping afterward. Uh, I think it's really cool. Uh, you're going to have blog posts and stuff. Uh, you're going to have guest posts uh, too, I'm assuming there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've reached out to a lot of my teammates so far and um, a lot of guys around the league that, that are interested in like posting some, some sort of blog about their story. Um, also professionals about a scientific data going into it and, and different stuff like that. And then my co-host is going to have a, like his own, side of the blog post where it's strictly just him. So I've got to ask if somebody's picking up your system right now and they were just starting out, what's your advice? What should they start out with? Yeah, I, I think the B, M and B are, are the most important out of, out of the five. Um, especially if you're struggling right now, I think being able to get at least 30 minutes outside of, of just a walk, um, doesn't have to be strenuous, just a walk. Um, when you get your heart rate up, like you release these endorphins in your brain that, that are going to cause you to feel better automatically. So I think that's where you start out of the whole thing. Um, then I think meditation is the second thing that you add to it. Meditation helps you control your, your anxious thoughts. Um, it, it starts to teach you how to separate yourself from your thoughts and, and be able to realize, okay, that's just my brain talking. Like that's not who I am. Um, and then be open. I think that is something that comes whenever you're ready for that. Um, I, I think it's very hard for somebody that's not ready to be open about it to just say, you know what, just be open and just tell everybody. Like you have to feel comfortable with who you're telling. You have to be, be comfortable with yourself as well. So um, I think those are like the three that I would say, start with um and especially be active and meditate for sure yeah awesome uh, great advice there to start off with there um and i'm sure you'll you go much more into that in depth uh with, with all of the steps of the acronym there uh jake so um what's your overall goal for this i know it's kind of you, you touched on it in the brief intro to it but um who do you hope to reach uh how far do you want to take it how big do you want it to be um when you have this in mind uh, I don't really have any expectations for it. Uh, the first thing I, I tell myself is if it just helps one person out there, that's a success for me. Um, there's, there's no real, like, ah, I need to get to this, this amount of followers or this amount of subscribers, whatever it is. Like, no, if I help one person out there, that's, that's a win for me. And, uh, you can't tell me any differently. So I'm, I'm excited for that. And, you know, if you, if you start helping one person at a time, you know, maybe one person a day, you know, it just starts to grow and grow. And uh, that's the, the community I want to build. I like that goal, Jake. That's uh, that's an awesome goal right there. And and I think that, uh, you know, just your platform that you have right now, I, I'm fairly certain you're going to reach more than one. But uh, that's that's the best expectations that you could set for doing something like this. Jake. As we're sitting here and we started this show, we're talking about the lack of, of baseball talk. Do you mind if we get some baseball questions in with you? Yeah, I think we're all, we're all dying here uh, to, talk some, to talk some baseball. So, you know, we, we asked about the offseason already, what you're doing in, in training. How, how has the communication been uh, just amongst the team uh, so far this offseason? Yeah, so um, right now, obviously, we can't talk to the team, um, but but – the teammates, all my teammates, we've been really active and in, in texting each other, holding each other accountable and, um, you know, maintaining those relationships. So 
it's really cool to have a team like that, that that's always checking in on you and um, being open about different stuff with each other. So um, Giolito keeps texting me to play NHL, so I might have to hop on the sticks with him. But uh, it's uh, it's are been you, fun. Are, who who who's better at uh, at Chell? You or, or Lucas? I didn't know he was a Chell player. I'm an avid. Chell no, player. he's a Chell guy. He's an EASHL guy. Um, okay. I I mean I'm a sniper, so like I'm gonna I'm gonna go with myself, but uh, Gio's up there for sure. What what does he what does he normally play? Are you guys uh, sixes um, threes? Yeah, we play threes, and he's uh, forward. Um, I play. I typically play center, and he plays winger. Okay. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm big into the Chell stuff. Lucas Giolito did not strike me as a Chell guy. I yeah, know, I, knew, oh, I, knew, no. I knew. I knew. I knew he's a big gamer, but California and hockey yeah. is not. Unless you're like a diehard LA Kings fan or Sharks, it's kind of like you know, it just doesn't. I think seem with like, like the current state in, of yeah. Call of Duty and all these games, like I think that that made him switch to sports games. I don't know. That's that's my best guess. I was gonna say, is he a hockey fan, like in general, or just think, picked up? Chell? I don't think so. Interesting. <laughs> I you think should, it's just you more, should, like you know what you should people... do is tell him to jump on the Ducks bandwagon since he's round from there. I know. I agree. <laughs> I agree. He, uh, but it's like I think he's one of those people that like, you know, people play FIFA and they love FIFA but hate watching soccer. I think it's probably yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's gotcha. I just I, Lucas Gilito did not strike me as a Chell guy. So you learn something new every day. Yeah. Um, that's yeah Jake, I, I was wondering, I know you had said uh, some of those other guys uh, from around the league that are down there with you. Have you seen any of your other uh, White Sox teammates, though, um, throughout this offseason? Um, I saw one ex-teammate uh, with Dane Dunning had his wedding done in Jacksonville. Um, went down there for that. And then that's really it. Me and uh, Jimmy – Lambert, we're trying to uh, schedule a weekend to go out to uh, visit Gavin Sheets in Baltimore and go to a Ravens game, but uh, fell through. Just like nothing that like lined up for us. But um, yeah, I I really don't think I've seen anybody else. But it's more just like we're staying in constant contact. Like Zach Collins texts me all the time. Gavin Sheets, Andrew Vaughn, like we're we're all like making sure we're all doing the right work, but also uh, razzing each other a little bit as well. Johnny, my guy, Gavin Sheets, big Baltimore Ravens fan. Yeah, I mean, you know, right up my alley. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. We're learning new things as we go along here. Jake, um, <laughs> we, we were talking about this a little bit before we got on the mic here. Johnny asked you an awesome question. I'm going to turn the mic back over to him because he phrased this perfectly. But we want to hear about that home run. Yeah. All right. So, Jake, obviously the series right after the All-Star break this past summer, um, it was against the Astros at home. And we had a massive tailgate before the Sox on Tap crew. We had a bunch of people from White Sox Twitter out there. And we made, this is the first time we'd seen the Astros since, you know, everything that happened and, you know, the weird scheduling of uh, 2020 only playing divisions and all that. Um, So we made uh, Pinata and it was shaped like orbit in a trash can with Houston trash rows. We destroyed it all before the game had the candy and the sunflower seeds and everything else that we put in there. Uh, but then we went into the game and you guys destroyed the Astros 10 to one that game. And you hit a massive bomb that I thought were from my vantage point where I sit down the third baseline. I thought it was going on the Dan Ryan and I thought a car windshield was going to be broken. Walk us through <laughs> that at bat, what happened uh, and Tell us just all about that atmosphere that night because the place was electric. 
Yeah, uh, I, that was unbelievable. It felt like a playoff game, honestly. It, it was buzzing the entire night. The boys were fired up. The uh, I, I hit a double off Odorizzi uh, in like the second or third inning, scored Gavin Sheets. And like, I, I never ran out of double that fast in my life. Like, I was like, the fans just going crazy. I was so jacked up. Um, and so the home run at bat, it was a fastball inside. I don't, I don't really hit those that often, um, especially not the way I did. And it was just one of those things where it was, it was just like magical in a way for me, like just in front of the home fans, like buzzing. I'm glad, like looking back on it, I'm glad I didn't hit my first one away because it was, it was a lot cooler being in front of the hometown. But uh, I forget, I don't know if it was like Vonnie or Collins came up to me and they're like, literally everybody in the dugout was saying he's going to hit his first home run in this at bat. So it was really cool. Like coming in after that, because I think everybody's just jacked up. I mean, we're, we're beating the Astros ass. Like what well, it was nine one at the time. And then I put it to 10 one and uh, like the fans reaction on a, on a home run that's meaningless for the game was the coolest thing in the world. It was, it, it just felt like oh. everybody was, like rooting for me personally rather than just the team. And it like, it was just this like surreal feeling. And I sprinted around those bases, but uh, Gavin gave yeah. me, gave me crap for not pimping it. And I'm like, I can't pimp my first one, but he's like, if you don't pimp that one, then what, which one are you going to pimp? You know, <laughs> so, that was funny. Yeah. Jake, I, I don't want to contradict you here, but a, it's never meaningless at white Sox games because we love fireworks. So yes, anytime we, we can see it and you can ignite them <laughs> off for us, we love it. And yes, we were absolutely <laughs> We love all of our players and obviously big milestone for you in that game. So it was electric and never think that it's meaningless. So I just yeah. take one thing away from yeah. your time here with socks on tap. Just please know we love fireworks. Please keep delivering fireworks. I mean, we all were, right. we were big time mad. We were mad online when uh, they weren't lighting them off when uh, the yeah. 2020 season was going on. We're like, we still want the fireworks. I don't because know if that was a city ordinance or something. <laughs> Other I, was, teams, I was pissed off. Despite the no fans, other teams were still doing it at their ballparks. Doing and it's fire, like, that's yeah. our staple. That's our thing. Why can't yeah. we do it? So, yeah. That's but hilarious. Just, that, that's, I just had to get that in there. Tony? Yeah, no, I mean, the, the fireworks are the best part. I mean, I think that uh, I got, I've actually had a really good year as a fan this year. I saw your first home run. I was sitting in the 300 level, like right up against the foul pole. That thing was eye level. I saw that one. I got to see Gavin Sheets' first home run. I saw Sebi's uh, three home run game. Like, damn, I've I saw so many fireworks this year. That's all I ask for next year. Please, is just <laughs> even more pilot pilot on. Um, that's that's what we're there for. Is drinking beers, watching you boys play baseball, and the fireworks. That's and fireworks. That's what we love. <laughs> Yeah, Jake, I just want to into getting into a little bit of the season. It was a little bit of, you know, transition for you in terms of where you were uh, with the Charlotte stints and the call up to the show. Uh, What was that like? What's that like managing that going between AAA, uh, the big leagues back down, back up? And, I, you know, it's obviously all part of a, you know, team decision and who's available. Injuries play a factor in that. But what's that what's that like on a personal basis for you? Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that I've never had to deal with because it was my first full season, you know. Um, so it was, it was tough to manage that. But having guys like Gavin Sheets and uh, like Sebi and all these guys that, that have been there for a really long time, Jace Fry, Ryan Berg, Jimmy Lambert, that super close to me and uh, we have a really good relationship, it, it made it a lot easier. Um, and then especially getting up to the big leagues, 
it made it very comfortable. Like guys like TA, like taking me under his wing and, and making sure everything's okay. Jose Abreu couldn't speak better about the guy. I mean, he's, he's unbelievable human, per- like great baseball player, even a better human. So uh, it, it was really cool having that camaraderie up there and, and they're looking after all the rookies. Cause obviously we had a lot of guys kind of up and down all year, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot, you know, you're, you're playing in Charlotte and then it's like, you're up for a month and you're back in Charlotte and it, it's a lot to manage, but as long as you love the game, I don't think it's that much, much to manage. You know, I just want to play baseball and especially after being off for three years, it was, it was one of those things where. I don't care where I'm at. I just want to, I just want to be in the box, take at bats and then play third base. So doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's definitely a grind and, but I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Doubling down on that. What was, what was the call up like for you? Walk us through, you know, when you got that first call, uh, you know, how, how did that all go? Like what was the thought process there up to that first at bat? Yeah, that, <laughs> so we had a game against, I want to say the, the tides, which is the uh, Baltimore affiliate. And I, I was hitting really well. Like I played the Tuesday and Wednesday game hitting really well. And then uh, West Helms, our manager brought me into the office and had the entire coaching staff in there and um, all the trainers, strength coach, and just said, Hey man, like you worked your ass off for this. Like, this is, this is really special. And like, I'm really proud to say you're getting called up to the big leagues. Um, and like, it almost didn't register. Like I thought I would cry, but it was almost like, no, like this isn't real. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was one of those reactions. And then, um, Wes told the entire team and, uh, they, they were all like super, super happy for me and giving me congratulations. And, uh, they said, all right, you're not playing in this game. Go home, go pack up your stuff and flew out. It was either Thursday or Friday. I don't, I don't know which day I was we played that night though in Detroit. Um, and I flew out at 7 AM out of Charlotte and it was 4th of July weekend. So the airport slammed and it's like, there's like the longest lines ever. And I'm like freaking out of my, I'm missing, I'm missing this flight. Like I'm missing the flight to Detroit for this. Um, end up getting on it and flew up to Detroit, Ubered to the, uh, to the team hotel, slept for like two hours, caught up on some sleep. Went to the the field with the uh, the first bus, like getting on the bus. You like Tony Larusa sitting front row. It's like I grew up in St. Louis. This guy won two World Series in St. Louis. Like it's just it's it's a different feeling. Um, get to the field, go through my normal routine, and then um, it sucked because Casey Mize is one of my like really good friends. Like he works out at the facility here, and so I'm like, God, like why do I have to face Casey Mize my first step bat here? Um, and that adrenaline is just, it's something, something different. Your, your knees are wobbling. You can't, can't stand upright in the box. It almost feels like you, you can't feel your entire body. Um, and ended up grounding out. Um, but that game I had back-to-back hits with the, the light ball. Um, Frank, uh, Frank gave me like a fake ball. And it, was, it basically said like, congrats on the first hit nice light ball and like acting like it was like my first hit ball, but, um, got that. And, um, it was just a really cool, like, I can't even, like, I can remember almost every single detail, but like the feelings are hard to describe how, how special it meant to me. Yeah. Jake, don't under, uh, sell that, uh, first hit there because in the box score, 
that's an absolute missile to the gap. So it's a double, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, if you go back on baseball reference and go and look up that game, it's a double. So <laughs> it's all about the stats, man. Yeah. Um, don't ask how they ask yeah. how many. Yeah. You've probably heard that reference before. What was it? What was it like this year uh, playing for Tony LaRusso? You mentioned, you know, getting on the bus and, and seeing a manager who you grew up watching. Um, what was that like for you? And and how was how was it playing for him this year? It, it was really cool. He's he's a team oriented guy, team first. He's, he's always going to protect us no matter what. And he made that clear from spring training day one. It's like, I'm, I'm going to protect you guys. That's that is the utmost, like, that is the first thing on my list. That's my first priority is to protect you guys. So it's really cool having a manager like that. And you can still, like, them and, and have a good good conversation with them. And um, David Freeze actually uh, DM'd me after my first game and said, like, just listen to Skip. That's all I have to say. And so um, that was really cool. And uh, I told Tony that about, about David reaching out and, He's like, man, that's that's one of the best guys I, I ever coached. So it's it's really cool to play for him, and um, it, it still doesn't doesn't feel real just because of what he did in St. Louis. Um, like I went to the David Freeze walk off game and like watched them win the World Series in in 2011. It's just like that that guy was in that dugout, and now he's in my dugout managing me. So um, it, it was it was a lot of fun though. Yeah, I, Jake, I think we're, we're getting at this here because, uh, you know, it's really great to hear a firsthand account, but um, I feel like a lot of people, you know, thought there wasn't going to be a fit there and there was going to be too much friction in the, you know, old school versus, you know, modern day baseball, but it seems like Tony warmed up. I mean, you saw the, you know, when you guys wore the uh, city connect jerseys, he had the hat mm -hmm. cocked to the side. Uh, he, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think we got a, uh, I think it was a Rick Hahn interview on uh, Redline earlier in the summer, but it was saying that, you know, Tony see the memes get around to him and he sees it. So it seems like oh, yeah. he's enjoying the, you know, camaraderie uh, of it. And oh, you know, he, he loves the memes. He does. Like I'm, I'm yeah. scared. I'm scared, Jake. I got to say this, like randomly, I woke up one day and I, I scroll in my phone and it says Tony LaRusso followed you on Twitter. And this was like <laughs> a day after I made the, the Wolf of Wall Street meme. Yeah. And I'm like, that's uh -huh. just too scary. Like, is he, does he see that stuff? You think he sees that stuff, Jake? I, I don't know if that's why he followed me. I'm not trying to say that's why. No, he, he sees it. He, I don't think he, he finds it on his own, but like people show it to him and he'll like laugh and think it's hilarious. So um, it, it's cool that he's like, he's with the times technological and like understands memes for sure. Yeah, Jake, uh, while we're on that topic, I just got to show you one really quick here if I can hold up to the screen. But it was the uh, tarmac photo when you guys got when they got off the plane in Houston for the ALDS. And I had to do this one. This, that's <laughs> that's amazing. Had to do the Sox father one there. So <laughs> I just thought it was fitting for that. So um, stuff yeah. like that. I'm, I'm, the thing, the yeah. bottom line, though, is I'm glad that he can enjoy that because there was there was concern amongst the fan base. And I get it because there is a disparity in age. And it, it had been, what, over a decade since he had returned to the dugout. So it's good to hear a firsthand uh, account of that. Um, but back to you, Jake. Favorite moment of the season. What, yes. what, what was it? I know, I'm sure you probably have plenty. Go ahead and share any ones that you want. But if you had to go here and pick out your highlights, what's what's favorite? I would say game one in Charlotte. That's that's obviously one of the best. Just because uh, after my my three years of no baseball, it meant a lot to me. 
Um, that's that's definitely one. Number two would be playing in Nashville. Uh, we played against the Sounds, the Brewers affiliate, and being able to have like my family finally watching baseball for the first time because it's, it's close to St. Louis, close to Indiana, close to Chicago. So it's like that that was really special to me. Is yeah, my my family was watching me on TV and and watching all the streams, but being able to see it in person was huge. And then obviously the call up um, was another highlight. Um, the that game, what we were talking about before with the uh, the home run and, and the double. Um, and then I would say, like, being able to, like, be a part of the playoff team, even though, like, I'm not active, but I'm on the taxi squad. And um, our guys, like, our, our team leaders, Liam and Gio, fought for us to be in the dugout. And um, we were granted that privilege. So it was really cool to, to have that experience and be able to sit in the dugout and get my name called um, for game three and like run out there in front of a packed, packed crowd and the blackout. Like that was super, super cool. So that was, that was definitely another highlight. Yeah. I was going to get to that here. Um, Probably the best atmosphere that was all year game three uh, ALDS. What was that like from the dugout? I love the video too. Just prefacing this. It's Gavin sheets. When he got to first base, he's talking to Debo and he says, he just looks around as a pitching change is going. He said, this place is nuts, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like we still talk about that. It, gets, it gives me chills right now. Um, that, that That's playoff baseball. And um, I, literally, like I've been to a ton of Cardinals playoff games, and that one blew it out of the water. Um, just the, the atmosphere and, and the, the passion behind everybody, the, the Kane guy, like, all that stuff, it's just, like, so cool to see and so many passionate fans out there. And, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything other than that from, from White Sox fans. So, that was really cool. And being in the dugout was even even crazier. Like, I I was nervous, and I didn't, I didn't have a chance to even be in the game. Like, I was – I felt the adrenaline, and I felt the, the anxiousness that we all felt in the dugout, which was really kind of a, a different experience. Um, but – you know, the, the fans made it all the better. And uh, that, that place just rocking was was huge. Yeah, that was the wildest sporting event, I think, that uh, I've been to uh, in terms of, of just pure electricity in a stadium. I mean, could you imagine that that built like that building in a World Series, what that would feel like? World you? Series. Yeah. No, I like I. I can't even fathom how, how loud that'll be and just how crazy everybody will be. It's like, that's the goal though, because like we, we have the team built for that. So um, that, that's, that's the ultimate goal and hopefully sooner rather than later. So Jake, looking ahead, uh, goals for yourself for next year, man. I Going into seasons, I'm not really like, I need to do this or have this goal. Um, I, I still think I, gain perspective with my injury in terms of like just wanting to play baseball and be who I am on the field. Um, obviously I, I want to help the team in any way I can. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens. And um, I no really expectations. I I've been working really hard down here. So hopefully that, that translates onto the field. Yeah, absolutely. Jake, we appreciate you taking time to talk to us today. Uh, so just running it back, just let everyone know um, your initiative, what it is and where they can find it real brief here. Uh, and then we can wrap this up. Yeah. So it's, it's the 
Burger Bombs Initiative. Um, you can find that on on my socials, personal socials on uh, at, on Instagram and Twitter at Burgatron13. Uh, following that five week uh, mini series, I'm going to be releasing a website, jakeburger30.com. Um, there's there's going to be a podcast, blog posts, uh, video clips, and and a lot of other stuff on there. So uh, check it out when you can. Awesome. Yes, the handles are in the. Uh ticker of this show too if you look down at the bottom here uh for our youtube watchers here so jake once again thank you so much for taking some time out of your day your off season to uh talk with us here on socks on tap we really appreciate it really cool initiative that you have going there i can't wait to follow along with it and see um all of the content that comes out from there and all the people that it can help uh because ultimately at the end of the day that's what it's all about thank you thanks for having me guys Absolutely, Jake. When you when you do beat Lucas Giolito and Chell, please let the Twitter world know. I'll I'll toss a like. Oh, on that you one. you know I will. You know I will. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're not shy about that. No, never. <laughs> well, Jake, again, thank you, man, uh, for coming on, sharing your message. Uh, good luck with everything uh, with the new website and the mini series. We'll be following along uh, for sure, man. And uh, let's uh, let's get some more fireworks next year. Yes, sir. That's the goal. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. That was Jake Berger from the Chicago White Sox. Make sure you're following his Burger Bombs initiative. That was this episode of Sox on Tap. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you next time. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. <laughs>